back to another episode of the SNAP Podcast. About a week ago, the SNAP Group hosted a live new professional panel via Zoom to discuss the most want-to-know questions about being a new professional in pediatrics, as well as what it's like to be a part of a residency. We had so many of our followers ask if the panel could be recorded and shared, so we have split the panel up into two podcast episodes, this one which will be all about residency, and then the next one which will be all things as a new professional. The panel was hosted by Hannah Cook, the student chair of the SNAP group, and had Bridget Griffin, Josie Kautsky, Kristen Santos, Andrea Madison, and Chelsea Lansky as panel members. So without wasting any more time, here's the start of the panel where they talk about all things residency. Um, I'm Hannah Cook. I'm a, I guess now, third year at UConn CPT program, um, and I am the student chair for SNAP. So we're just going to start with some brief introductions of each panelist. So we'll start with you, Bridget. Hi, everyone. I'm Bridget. Um, I graduated from University of Cincinnati last May, so in 2019, and I'm currently a resident at Cincinnati Children's Hospital, so I live in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, I'm set to finish up here at the beginning to mid-August. Perfect. Um, and then Josie? Hi, I'm Josie Kautsky. I graduated last April, so 2019, from the University of Mary up in North Dakota, and I am currently in a residency at the University of Miami, who partners with Nicholas Children's down here in Miami. Um, Kristen? Hi, everyone. I'm Kristen Santos. I'm from Spokane, Washington. I graduated from Pacific University May of 2019, so I've been practicing for the last year. I currently work in early intervention for birth to three in an integrated preschool setting and home visits, but currently am doing primarily telehealth and um, PRN at Shriners Hospital for Children on the Week. Um, Andrea? Hi, everyone. I'm Andrea Madison. I, um, I'm in Minnesota. I graduated in 2016 from the University of Minnesota. Um, did not go straight into a residency program. Try to, but oh well. And um, so I actually started in ortho and then I transitioned three months after getting my ortho job into a um, private outpatient practice for peds. Also was in a hospital setting for peds. So yeah, I've kind of been around the block. And then last but not least, um, Chelsea. Hey guys, I graduated from Boston University in 2016. Um, and I completed residency in 2019 with the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. I did uh, practice right after I graduated uh, in a hospital-based outpatient setting in um, between Washington, D.C. and Richmond, Virginia, uh, and then transitioned to a residency after two years working there. Perfect. So to get started, we'll start with the residency-based questions. So for anyone who has done residency or is in a residency now, um, you guys can kind of choose who wants to answer when just pop in. Um, but I guess, why did you seek out a pediatric residency? So I think that I was looking into residencies because I wanted to make sure that I was getting that mentorship time. And I know sometimes you can get a job in a busy clinic and you feel like you're trying to steal time from other clinicians when they're busy and they're doing things. And so residency really gives you the opportunity for that time to be built into your schedule. And then I also think in PT school, there's just no way to learn everything that you have to learn about pediatrics because we have such a diverse population that we're dealing with. And so 
I learn best when I kind of have that help to have somebody outline it for me. Some people do really well where they can go in and they can look at the research by themselves and go straight into practice. And I just knew for me, I wanted something that was a little bit more structured that helped me achieve the goals that I had for myself as a clinician. So I really wanted that intensive year of pediatrics that um, residency allows. Um, I really wanted the intensive mentorship as well. Like in my residency, I have multiple hours a week where I'm sitting, like sitting down to talk about my kids um, with different mentors in different areas. Um, and it, specifically for my residency, like I get to work in every single part of pediatrics, so school, EI, acute care, specialty clinics, outpatient. Um, and I wanted all of that experience as a PT so that wherever I ended up in whatever setting, I would have like a little piece of all of those to like give me that broader lens um, of the child. And then I had worked for a couple years before, I worked for a full year before I even considered applying for residency. And I started a residency um, nearly two years after starting working. So for me, seeking out a residency program was more than just becoming a better clinician because I had kind of started down the road of building mentorship locally. Um, which was great, but the mentorship was a huge part of doing residency, definitely. Um, I've always known that I wanted to be part of a community program that seeks for equitable health care for all kids. Um, so I sought out a residency to allow myself to become more comfortable and connected to mentors doing that type of work. So for me, looking for a mentor, um, looking for a program was connecting me with mentors in the areas of work that I wanted to be a part of. Did I want to improve, again, my clinical reasoning and treatment strategies? Of course, but my goal was to understand and participate in the entire continuum of care for children into adulthood uh, to feel my experience for upcoming things that I wanted to do. Awesome. Um, so then going a little bit deeper in, um, how did you guys decide which residency programs to apply to? Um, and then if you guys want to like add in some of these little questions on the side. Um, so just deciding which residency program you apply to, what should you look for when applying to a residency, um, and just the overall application process for residencies. So the application process is um, a big application, just like when you apply to PT school. And instead of PTCAS, it's like RFPTCAS, and there could be some specific question, like essay, short essay questions um, from um, each residency, depending on how many you apply to. Um, so for me, I only applied to one. Um, I lived in Cincinnati for PT school and I did not have enough money when I graduated to move anywhere outside of Cincinnati. Um, so I was super lucky that there was a great residency program and a great children's hospital here. Um, so location was my main thing. There was a ton I wanted to apply for um, outside of that area, but I just didn't have the financial things. Um, but now looking back, I think the important pieces of that residency or applying and what you should look for, I think one of the big pieces is if you know what area you want to end up in, um, like for example, so mine is mostly outpatient and mostly school. So if you wanted, if you, like acute care was your goal or EI was your goal, I would pick a different residency that had like way more experience in those areas. I think that's an important piece. Yeah, and I think I took almost the opposite route because when I chose to apply for residency programs in the early fall, I didn't have time to research all the programs. It was kind of a last minute, not a last minute thing because I've been thinking about it for a while, but when I finally decided to, there wasn't enough time to research every individual program. And because I was established in an area and had been working for a couple of years, I had some resources 
to be able to move out of the area. So I applied to a lot of different programs and used that time in those questions and every different application to learn more about each program. And as I walked through that process, and especially once I got to the interview phase, or at least into the next step phase, I got to really see which programs fit what I needed the most. And I would definitely say that, you know, when you look for apply for applying to residency programs, outline your values and your long-term goals, and then ask how those goals can be reached while maintaining those goals and values in those specific residency programs. Because just like Bridget said, her program focuses on outpatient and schools, and mine similarly was mostly outpatient. Um, but if you want an inpatient residency, you've got to lean towards a program that gives you inpatient work responsibilities, whereas a lot of residencies mostly have outpatient work responsibilities. Uh, I also really favored a residency program that participated in the LEND program, um, which is leadership and education for neurodevelopmental and related disorders, I think. Um, is the whole name of it, but it's the LEND program. And a lot of residencies participate in it, a lot of pediatric residencies do. And I really have always valued leadership and interprofessional education being important to me. So I really looked for a program that participated in that way too. I think I probably wonder about um, kind of that way Chelsea talked about at the very end of outlining what did I want out of a residency? And then what residencies looked like they were gonna give me those opportunities to really achieve those goals. Um, I would also say that when you're looking at residencies, don't just look at their websites. Normally they're very broad on the website, so take the time to call them because that's also something that they're paying attention to. Our residencies are based within a small group of mentors and residency directors. Um, and so by calling and asking these questions and showing that you're really interested, they'll be more interested in you and then you'll learn more from the program. Um, you'll also have the opportunity sometimes to talk to residents and they can give you a little bit more insight into their experience as far as um, the workload that you're gonna have, what work-life balance is available kind of in the area that you're moving to. And then kind of as Bridget brought up, expenses are something that you should definitely pay attention to because we know that that comes up as far as your salary or hourly rate when you're in a residency. Um, and I mean, I moved all the way to Miami, so you can make it work if you really want to, but you shouldn't make finances stress you out during residency because you should have other priorities that you're really focusing your time on, I would say. Yeah, and one last thing about about just knowing which program is right for you. I think one thing I wish I knew before I applied to residency is how many work hours each residency required. So at UNC, I was required to work 30 hours a week. So I had three 10-hour days in the clinic of my own caseload, which was really high when I started comparing them to some of the other residencies. Um, but because I had some work experience before, I wasn't super stressed about that caseload starting right away. Whereas I would be more hesitant if I was a new grad to take on 30 hours a week on top of 20 to 30 hours of didactic work every week. Because that's the reality is that you'll be working 50 to 60 hours a week if you add everything up that you're working towards. Um, so that was really just one thing that I wish I knew how many hours um, each program was and something I had considered in the process, which actually I didn't consider until maybe the very end. 
Awesome. All right. So I'm going to actually skip our next question, which was the goals, just because I think you guys kind of answered that in terms of the mentorship um, and just gaining more knowledge and things like that. Um, but kind of going off of what Josie was just saying in her last bit um, with the financial things. So do you guys feel that residency is worth it overall, especially worth the financial sacrifice that you would have to take with um, your salary being lower and things like that? So I thought about this a question a lot because Hannah was nice enough to send us some of these questions ahead of time. Um, and especially right now, I mean, we're in a weird time for residency because we're going through a pandemic. Um, my hospital made cuts because we had to, we didn't have the caseloads that we needed. Um, so there is a little bit of a financial strain there, but ultimately I think you need to think about what your goals are as a physical therapist. This happens in a lot of fields, regardless of if you're gonna do a residency or not, just so you can gain the experience that you want. So I hear about it a lot in sports. A lot of new grads take a pay cut right away to work at their dream sports clinic so they can be in that environment and really learn from those people who are super experienced. And so if your goal is to really get in there and learn, I think that it's totally worth it. If you're coming out of PT school and you are really financially stressed, maybe take a couple years, get some knowledge under your belt, get a little bit of a financial cushion and then go into it. It's definitely a personal choice. Yeah, I think for me, going into residency is a financial decision, not just for myself, but for my, at the time, fiance and I, we'd be taking an income cut, living in two different cities and getting married all within the first three months, um, which ultimately was more complicated than anybody had hoped for, but we made it. It was difficult, but we had a plan and we stuck towards our budget as much as we could. Um, I was fortunate not to have too much financial difficulty, but this is a barrier I would like to see dismantled as it makes residency kind of impossible for many new graduates and new professionals. And it really disproportionately affects minority candidates. So the concern's tangible and it's there. Just be sure you have a plan, talk it through with everybody involved as far as your finances go. But for me, the financial sacrifice was not only possible, luckily, but it was well worth the experience and lifelong mentorship that I gained from it. I agree with um, what Josie and Chelsea said. So I definitely think it's worth it. Um, it definitely was a stressor for me at first. Um, and I had to talk about it with my fiance too. When I um, was looking at everything, I'm like, can we handle this? Like, do we have enough funds to make this work with me making lower than what the rest of my classmates would be making? Um, so it's, it's hard, but it's, it's possible. Um, I also found out like right at the beginning of mine, you can defer your loans for a year. Um, there's a, it's either the fellowship deferment or there's, there's two things that look similar, but you can, um, defer them for a year. So I did that and that's been really helpful for me. Awesome. Okay. So I guess this is where Bridget and Josie battle Chelsea, but, um, <laughs> when should you think about doing a residency? So what are the pros and cons of doing residency as a new grad versus getting a job for a couple of years and then applying to a residency? Um, okay, I'll go first. So yes, pros of doing it as a new grad would just be like, you're kind of still in that school mode. Um, you don't, it doesn't feel like crazy when you have to go home and do some extra readings or do like any extra homework um, that your residency gives you. Um, you also haven't been paid yet to do your job. So you're not taking a cut. You're just getting paid lower than everybody else. Um, I mean, I think you can do it either way. Like I'm, it works for new grads and it works for people that are experienced. And if I didn't get it on the first try, I would have tried after a few years of working anyway. And I think either way I would 
probably end up in the same place that I'm hoping to turn out anyway. Yeah, I wouldn't change that I got years, two years of experience under my belt before heading into residency, mainly because I was comfortable treating many patients in the outpatient setting and didn't need to learn how to be a professional pediatric therapist. That being said, my residency met me where I was though. So because I didn't need to be taught some of the pieces that you learn early in your career, I was learning other things like how to get back to sitting at home and doing more didactic work because that was really, really, really difficult to come home from work. And in the past when I was working on either a hobby or some extracurricular, um, something like Go Baby Go, instead I was reading and reading and reading and writing and reading and writing. So I think that that was definitely capital H hard for me. I took a two year break and coming back to that was definitely very, really hard. But as an experienced clinician, I could grow on my own treatment techniques, which I really enjoyed. I liked that I had some things that I did with all of my patients um, and some of my mentors challenged me and, and really pushed me to the next level on those things. I would say that I used to, in PT school, kind of take offense to this question, especially when people said that it, there are benefits to coming in later after having that experience as a clinician. Um, and I think that that was just me not understanding residency fully. I definitely think like Bridget and Chelsea said, there are pros and cons to both ways because I, before coming in, I wasn't, I don't think I had that confidence in myself as a clinician coming in. And so I had to build that in residency and you have to build it with people questioning you the entire way which is kind of hard. It's a huge year of character building. So I think that in that sense, it would have been so helpful to be a little bit more confident in my decisions going in. That being said, it's really taught me to take that on myself. And before I do something, I'm critically thinking, you know, is this evidence-based? Is this something that I should be doing? Is there something maybe better that I should be doing? Do I know it well enough to be addressing it? Or do I need to go look a little bit more into the research? Um, so pros and cons, really, I think there's probably, they even out. And so it all comes back to when are you personally ready to take that year to really invest in yourself? And when do you have that time and that financial flexibility to accomplish that? Okay, so um, I think this is a little different than just job, but um, how much pediatric experience do you think is needed prior to residency and how much did each of you have? So not just job wise, but just pediatric experience in general, I think with clinics and extracurricular things that you might've done in undergrad and stuff like that. I think most programs require, or at least strongly recommend that you've had a rotation in pediatrics um, and a lot of, maybe not a lot, there's at least a handful of programs that don't admit new graduates or that start. Um, I think there's even a few that start maybe that too early for new graduates to apply um, if you're on a traditional calendar. Um, but UNC specifically does take new graduates um, and I didn't feel strong. I didn't feel like I could give the time to a residency application when I was a student. Uh, so I focused more on getting a job uh, and working in pediatrics. I didn't know how long I would work or if I would revisit the residency question. So I found a hospital that would uh, really provide some good mentorship for me. So I was just a much better candidate a couple years later. Um, not that I wasn't a candidate 
as a student. Um, I, it just wasn't the right time for me, but you really just have to know every program and the programs you want to apply to because the amount of experience they require really does vary. Yeah, so personally, I totally agree with everything that Chelsea said as far as what's going to be required and what do residencies ask of you before requiring, like where is that bare minimum? Um, personally, before I applied, I had taken obviously my pediatrics course and then our school offered an elective in it with extra time in the community actually working with kids. Um, and I have kind of a deep passion for adaptive sports. So that was like my background of a lot of things before I came into PT school. And those were things that I was involved in during PT school. Um, and so I would really say making sure that you're not only using all of this clinical experience, because that's great and you learn a lot, but it's also very important to understand what these kids and families are doing outside of your clinic. Um, so that you can one, either recommend things or B, understand what that schedule is like, what it's like to try to have three kids and a kid that's in a wheelchair and get them all into a car in 15 minutes. Um, and so I really highly recommend that you have some of that outside experience before applying to a residency so you can talk to it. You can speak to it a little bit and say why you're so passionate about what you're doing. I'm just going to chime in since I went through the application process and I was runner up for every single one that I applied for. And I just also want to reach out and say, because um, this is Andrea again speaking. Um, I started the SNAP group, this group that we're, you know, all talking about. So I, I thought I was a great candidate. Actually, whatever. I was a great candidate. And, um, you know, like, you just don't always get everything. And I love where I am. Um, so I'm so proud of our residency programs and love them and think they're fantastic. But just always hold that because it did hit hard uh, when, when it hurt. So. Um, but yeah, just chiming that in. I, wa I wanted you to like speak on your experience because I know that you were super involved and like a great leader. So I think it's good for people to hear that like it sometimes it just doesn't work out no matter how good of a candidate you are. <laughs> sometimes you're just too good. <laughs> no, no, that is not, that's not, that's not the case. But yeah, it's hard. <laughs> From my experience too, speaking to that, and this is something that you kind of have no control over because hopefully in the interview process you are being yourself, but these residency directors and clinicians that are involved, they're looking at thinking, are you going to fit into our team just like in a job interview? You know, are you going to fit into the team that we have at the hospital? Are you going to fit into our outpatient team? Our managers are part of our um, interview process. So are you going to work well in their clinic? So you could be great on paper, you could be fantastic in person, but at the end of the day, if you're just not the right person, yeah. you can't fix that. You know, so you can, it doesn't mean anything, you shouldn't take it too personally. You, if you really wanna do it, apply again, or maybe you'll fall into this job where you feel like you're getting that mentorship or you're learning just what you wanna be learning and achieving those goals all the same. I also just want to add that I was the runner up for my residency. So somebody else got called first and they said no. And then I got the call the next day. So if you apply and you interview and you don't get the call on that Monday, just hold on. You might get it on Tuesday. Like that was the best day of my life. Awesome. Okay. So then going into, I guess, 
um, a little bit more into applications again, but how can one improve their residency application? And what do you guys think that residencies really look for the most in new grads when they apply? Not speaking towards the new grad side of things, uh, because I wasn't when I applied, but just improving. I think one of the things that really helped me choose that residency was right for me at that time was that I wrote down my goals. I can't say how many times people have told me to do that and I haven't done it, but I sat down that fall and I really wrote where I wanted to be in five years, where I wanted to be in 10 years, and if and when and how residency would facilitate that process. Because once you get those pieces put together, it makes it so much easier to sit down and write those essays to, to make it, to make you see how you'll be in that program. Because if you don't know what you want to be doing, even if it's as general as I want to be practicing in pediatrics in five years, that's okay. That's somewhere to start. But if you don't have a common theme of where you're going, that's going to be seen through in those essay questions and in your interview process. So that was the thing that helped me the most. Um, even more so, you know, looking back to myself as a candidate for a job position that made me a much more stronger candidate for that job even though it was residency. I would say also make it personal rather than what you think they want to hear. Um, I kind of like took this route. I don't know if it helped. They didn't tell us where we fell as far as our applications or why ours stood out or why we got residency over anybody else. Um, but I would say during this year's interview, I was helping taking our interviewing residents around and I was talking to one of my mentors and I was joking about this essay that I wrote and she told me that she remembered it and like told me how it ended. And it was because it was a personal story of an experience that I had had and why that was important to me. And, you know, obviously, however, it answered the question. Um, but it's that personal connection where they see you as a person and as, and where you might be as a clinician rather than, you know, maybe outlining a bunch of things that are not as personal and are a little bit more removed. They want to know who you are in those applications so that they feel like they have a good idea of who they're inviting because they're not inviting as many people to these interviews as they did for PT school. I went to one where there was only four people. I went to one where there was 10 people. So just try to make sure that you stand out on that paper as yourself and who you are deep down rather than who you think that they want you to be. All right, so there's two more questions on residency and then we'll um, leave the rest of it for jobs. Um, so talking a little bit into the interviews, Josie is amazing at transitioning into these next questions with her answers. <laughs> but um, So what types of questions were asked of you during residency interviews? Um, what are some interview tips? And then what are the best questions to ask residency directors um, to really find the best place for you? So kind of the questions on both sides during the interview. I don't remember my interviews. That whole day is like a blur. I just know I had to interview with eight, well, eight people total, but it was four sets of two. So be ready for back to back to back interviews. If they hand you a bottle of water, take it. Um, I, I was allowed to have notes with me. So I like had like my resume just in case I wanted to like look down and like take a second and pretend I was reading something to like talk again. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't have a lot of input. I, that day is such a blur because it was like stressful. <laughs> 
There's definitely both, depending on where you interview. I've had interviews where there wasn't a single clinical question, and I've had interviews where the focus is a lot of clinical questions. Um, and at UNC, like many programs, they use a behavior-based interview. So the types of questions you're being asked, they're looking for really the process in your response, uh, and it's not really clinical-based. But I've said this a bunch of times, and I really, really do believe it. Know your goals, uh, because if you if they can see you on paper, like Josie was talking about, and understand who you are on paper, and then in person they hear you and they know who you are just from those answers because your goals ring true both in paper and in person, that's huge. Getting to know somebody like that is hard and they're looking through a bunch of different interviews, interview questions, or they're looking through a bunch of ap essay applications and then they bring you in and sometimes they're looking at four people and sometimes a residency team will bring in 10 people like Josie said. But really know your goals and definitely if you haven't heard of it before practice the star method to keep from straying too far from some of the questions because I know I can ramble a lot but if you think of the star method which is discussing the situation the task your action and then the results of that action um, that really allows you to have your message ring through true and many questions are those behavior based questions like I was talking about. Um, but the last thing about, you know, what types of questions do you ask residencies, I encourage you to look into the work that your mentors are involved in and see if that work interests you. Because I thought of residency like many people think of a PhD program. You're finding the mentors that are the best fit for you. So when I was able to learn a little bit about a little bit more about UNC, I saw the mentors who would contribute to the program and loved the work that they were doing and saw myself in 10 years doing the work that they're doing. So not only could I ask more questions about that because I truly was interested, but it gives me a better connection, to, gave me a better connection to the different programs as well. I would say that my biggest tip for residency interviews because as Bridget said, it's a like a day-long process or a half a day-long process. And just keep in mind that everybody that you come in contact with that day could be somebody that they ask, what do you think about them? I It's a long day. It wears on you. And I think sometimes you get a little bit comfortable after you're done with that formal moment. And that's fine. That's probably when they're going to see, you know, who you are, what you're really comfortable with, what you like to talk about. But also don't let that comfort level get to a point where you're acting unprofessional or you know where you're complaining about something making sure that you stay at the top of the game that you have for that full interview process um and then also making sure that while you're researching for the interview process you also stay um very polite and professional because they'll remember that like I said, it's a small group of people. So whether you're talking to the state association about um, your license or you're emailing the secretary of the school or organization that you're um, that you're you want to apply to, all of those people are reporting back to your chair because pediatrics in general is a very well connected organization and kind of like society, everybody knows everybody, especially these residency directors. And they also are the people that you might want to get um, future recommendations from. So just always keep that professional face on and your best foot forward throughout the day.
Perfect. Okay, so last question on residencies. Do you think a residency slingshots you further down the path in pediatrics? So whether that be a better salary, whether that whether that be your dream job, um, or like really do you feel a residency is necessary for success as a new grad pediatric PT? I'm gonna say I don't think it's necessary. There are great connections <laughs> all over. And just because I might have scheduled mentorship time does not mean that another clinician has not had a ton of mentorship time with excellent clinicians who are very well versed in their field. Um, and I also don't think it's really going to slingshot me to a higher salary or my dream job anymore. I think it's given me a lot of tools where I feel more confident as a clinician. And so that confidence might come off because of what they've helped me build inside of myself. Um, but like I said earlier, I think that you can really build that wherever. It's just what you think is going to help you develop into the clinician that you want to be. Um, I agree with Josie. I don't think it's necessary. Like, we have so many great clinicians that haven't gone through residency. Like, none of my mentors even had the opportunity to go through residency, and they're amazing. Um, so I think not doing residency, you will turn out just fine, too. Um, I don't think it will, yeah, get me to my path any faster. Um, the one big benefit I'm thinking of right now is I have had experience in all areas of pediatrics now over a year, so some are smaller than others, but that would make me a good candidate for any like application to any area of pediatrics I wanted to apply to, so I think it opens those kind of doors, um, but doesn't necessarily make you a great candidate for anything else. Um, I mean, we do gain leadership experience through this, and just like Chelsea said, like I also completed a LEN program, um, but you can do that without going through a residency. Yeah, I practiced for two years without doing a residency. And when I didn't have the mentorship that I needed, I went and found it. Um, I'll talk a little bit more about this kind of in some of the new grad or the new grad going straight into a job questions. But residency puts you in this learning mentality for an entire year where the focus is on you. And that was something that I needed to kind of propel myself forward a little bit. But that's not to say that couldn't have been found in a different way. Um, but it does really specialize you in pediatrics. So if you choose to do a residency, you're essentially choosing a specialty. Um, and as far as, you know, pushing you further down the path for a higher salary, I think it's pretty transparent that pediatrics doesn't necessarily have the highest reimbursement rates among insurance. So we're, it's very hard to see our salary increase um, and something like a residency doesn't necessarily qualify you for that um, and and being in a profession that's female dominated you also have a lot of the gender inequity and in pay too so while residency doesn't do that it gives you so much more in equity by allowing you to focus on yourself for a year or 13 months or however long the program is um, so that's what I really liked about it. So it slingshotted my career in that way, in that I got to focus on myself, I got prepared for the PCS, and I was able to ask questions without feeling like I was burdening people. Thanks for listening to another episode. Like I said earlier, this is a two-part episode that will include the new professional section of the panel next. Check out our show notes for links to the residency application site, the LEND program, and the STAR method Chelsea mentioned for interviewing techniques, as well as our social media pages and how to connect with SNAP. Like always, feel free to rate this podcast and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Till next time, friends.
Thank you.